Baltimore Sports and Life is dedicated to analysis and discussion on the Baltimore Orioles, Baltimore Ravens, and the University of Maryland. The site has a team of writers providing coverage of those teams and houses live streaming content weekly. Join the conversations on the message board, like BSL on Facebook, and follow BSL on Twitter. Welcome in. It's Sports Tonight. It's October 19th. Week 7 is upon us in the NFL. Joined by my BSL NFL analyst, Sid Seraf. Sid, we're back for another week. Uh, just when you think you have everything figured out, the NFL has a weekend like this past weekend, which reminds you that things can change in a hurry. San Francisco losing at Cleveland, Philly losing at the Jets. Uh, neither one of those changed my larger opinions on the Niners or Eagles, but for me, just the latest example, this is a week to week league matchups, availability, motivation, always factoring. So your thoughts on this past weekend? Yeah, I agree with you. It just, all I took from it is that neither the Niners or the Eagles are going to finish 17 and 0. I mean, it was, uh, it was, uh, honestly, this season has been really entertaining. You really can't, it's been really difficult to sort of predict how everything's going to go between week to week compared to other seasons, but you know, the Niners were – that was a crazy game. I mean, McCaffrey got hurt in the second half. Debo went out early. Trent Williams got hurt. I mean, I, I don't think I gave enough credit to the Browns' defense. Uh, they really, really, really played well. And plus, it was bad weather, and it just happened. I mean, it, it wasn't like it was that far off either. The Niners had a chance, you know, either to tie or articulate. I can't remember now, but to with a late field goal, which he missed. But those things happen. It's the same kind of thing happened with the Eagles Jets. It's just one of those, one of those games where you're just all of a sudden it's late in the fourth quarter and you're like, are the Jets driving to go ahead here? What's going on? So it was, uh, you know, it's crazy weekend. It happens. I mean, they weren't going to go unbeaten. So yeah, not going to go unbeaten. Both played quality defenses. Uh, San Francisco, they just rolled Dallas the week prior. They're traveling across the country. They suffer a couple of injuries. Uh, Brown's defense plays up muddy the game up and uh you know credit to them but doesn't really change the overall perception of uh the niners or, or the eagles there uh another game this past weekend buffalo did ultimately get past the giants but they struggled throughout coming off their london loss to jacksonville uh, thought they might uh, be ready to make a you know another state statement there against new york uh, we talked about their defensive injuries last week um your current take on the Bills offense. Yeah, it just it's I think it seems like everyone has the same take I did. So I don't really have anything original here, but it's just it's inconsistency. You, you don't know what you're going to see, yeah. which offense you're going to see from week to week. I mean, the offense they showed against the Dolphins was elite. What they showed against the Jags, not And the Giants team. You know, they're they're banged up. They're not great. And, you know, they just they struggled. They did enough to win. I mean, somebody I brought, I was reading, somebody brought up a good point, and it's one thing I had not uh, considered. I mean, uh, their Bills' uh, former offensive coordinator was Brian Dayball, and he did such a great job as an offensive coordinator. He's now the head coach in New York. And that tends to happen in the NFL. When you have a great coordinator or assistant, they tend to get other jobs, and you lose, you know, what made something greater. And it's, you know, a lot of teams can – you know, withstand some type of a loss and not miss a beat. But, you know, I, I can't say 100% that that's the reason why. You don't want to dump all over Ken Dorsey, who's the offensive coordinator now. But, you know, when well, you look- that's, that's a good, that's really a good point. And it just, um, and you think about the Bills' continuity uh, uh, and your lack of consistency. And really, obviously, we're going to point to Allen, one of the true elite quarterbacks. But 
mechanically and decision making wise, he can kind of fall out of whack. Uh, you know, when he's on, he's truly as good as anybody. And, and you know, uh, he decision making wise, he can kind of. He's always reminded me of Brett Favre, the cowboy. I'm gonna just sling it, and we'll see what happens. And uh, <laughs> and you know, Favre was a three time MVP, and he also was somebody who could get himself into trouble at, at, at times. So uh, I think you hit that right on. The coaches note interesting, kind of league wide. Obviously, Dave Ball was last year joining the Giants, but I think I saw something like. 17 new offensive coordinators this year. So when they're talking about the scoring being uh, down so far uh, league wide, maybe that maybe just uh, you know players and teams adapting to uh, new schemes across across the board. There, and you know you, that's that's why in the early part of the season you can figure things. Yep, exactly. So here in this early part of the season, you've got. In the AFC division leaders, Miami, Baltimore, Jacksonville, and Kansas City. Uh, and then in the NFC, you have Philly, Detroit, Tampa Bay, and San Francisco. So those are the eight division leaders entering week seven. How many of those eight teams ultimately win their respective divisions? Well, I've got six. So I'm going to go Chiefs, Niners. You got Eagles, Lions. I think those are those are the easy ones, I'd say. I, you know, we've gone back and forth on the AFC South here the last few weeks, but I think now we're starting to see the Jags starting to separate Anthony Richardson. Excuse me, Anthony Richardson just had uh, is going to have season-ending so so shoulder. God, what is wrong with me today? Shoulder surgery, tongue twisted, and so it looks like they're in control in the AFC South. I, I would say the two doubts that I have is, and I, this this is going to seem like a slam, but it's not. It's it's the Ravens, and the, just because of their division, it's very tough. Uh, I'm not really – I know the Steelers are above 500. I'm not really fully buying into them. Uh, I think, you know, based on what we saw off the Browns, they're, they're a team that can beat you any Sunday, and they just did it with a backup quarterback, and they beat the Niners. Uh, and the Bengals, who are, you know, obviously still not great, but I just can't overlook the talent they have on that roster, and I can't sit there and say that they're not going to figure it out the rest of the way unless I see something different. So they're the one doubt I have, and then Tampa and the NFC South. With uh, New Orleans or Atlanta being your, your favorite? I would say I would say New Orleans. We're going to find out more about this tonight, but uh, uh, but it's yeah, it's New Orleans and and maybe Atlanta because they have such an easy schedule. But I don't I don't know if I I fully buy them as winning the division. I I sort of more buy them as backdooring into the playoffs. So maybe you kind of answered this uh, just then, but you could take every team that's currently 500 or less, which is the one you feel best about making the playoffs? Well, the Bengals have to be on that list. I would say they're number one just because I, I'm going to, I'm going to ride this ship until it sinks into the ocean. I, I think that the Bengals are going to figure it out somehow, but, but you've got to throw the chargers up there too. Right. And I just said the Falcons and the saints. Uh, would you say the jets? Maybe uh, with that defense. I mean, it's plausible. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, like they're, they're three and three. Uh, uh, I mean, so they're, they're 500 in the hardest part of the stretch for them, you would think would be kind of the immediately turning it over to uh, Zach Wilson when it wasn't what you planned for all spring, all summer, and, and then 
kind of going through this stretch. Now, if they can get through their bye and, like, you know, we're treading water and we, we find a blueprint of how to play, a running attack and a defense. I mean, yeah. I mean, just Zach Wilson just can't throw. If he can not turn the ball over, which is a tall order for a quarterback like that, if he can not turn the, and beat the team himself, they've got a pretty good shot. They're in a tough division, though, but. And then in the last team, I, and I, this is a homer pick, but I would say if they had an easier schedule, I'd say the Rams. I think have a – especially in the NFC, I think they've got a decent shot. If they, if they can get a couple of bounces, winning this weekend, we'll talk about that later, will be a very big step if they can do that. But, you know, I'm not counting them out either. The other one I'll add is uh, Green Bay. I don't uh, – since they have the head-to-head loss of Detroit at home, I don't think they can uh, – I think the NFC North title is probably out of reach at this point already, but I think Green Bay could get back into uh, a wild card mix. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, as you said at the top, it's an interesting league right now. I mean, the NFL is always geared towards parity, everything they do, and uh, schedule-wise, draft-wise, cap-wise, I mean, it, it – even the worst teams, uh, they have a chance uh, most weeks. There's only a hand, there's only a couple of teams that really are, you know, week to week, it really have no chance. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. 20, 25, yeah. 26 teams, I mean, are like any given week. <laughs> and yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, availability and, uh, and matchups. So – uh, speaking of matchups, let's look at the games of the week. Uh, right now, Thursday night kicking off, Jags and New Orleans. Looks like Lawrence is available for uh, the Jaguars. Uh, as you said, the Jags kind of look like the current favorite right now in the AFC South. And New Orleans, you have them uh, uh, perhaps being the ultimate favorite in the NFC South. So how do you see this game? Uh so I'm just going to repeat what I start what I said at the at the start of this. I'm this is a game that Jacksonville coughs up. I mean they beat they beat the uh, Bills in London, granted, but still they beat the Bills, and then they looked really good against the Colts last week or on Sunday, and now four days later they got to turn around and play a tough road game in New Orleans. I like the Saints here. Uh, I mean it helps that Trevor Lawrence is available. That that is good, but th- this is a game that I think you you see a hiccup just basically running by the theme. When I, as soon as I start getting super high in a team, that's when they lose. So I'm just doing with the uh, with the jinx here. I, I think the the Jags cop this, but not the end of the world for them. That's okay. They're in a very winnable division, and I think they'll rebound just fine. Uh, it's also Atlanta and at Tampa Bay. I'll just say I got a good look at uh, Ritter this past uh, week, uh, really for the first time as a pro, and whoo. Uh, that decision making was uh, was rough. I mean, yeah. they, <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit, yeah. Uh, thoughts there, Atlanta, Tampa Bay. <laughs> well, I mean, good news for the Falcons. I mean, I was checking out their injury report, and they have nobody on it, so that's that's a very good uh, thing. And meanwhile, the Bucks have Anthony Nelson, Vita Villa on defense. There, I mean, they sort of practice in a limited capacity. We'll see. They might try to tough it out. If not, that's okay. I, you know, on paper, you would look at it and you think the Bucks have a little bit more talent, but I don't know. Like, Atlanta might have the most talent in the division. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you would just based on past uh, uh, performance. But then when you look at it, yeah, 
the Falcons D is under under the radar. They're actually very good. They're not getting a lot of national credit. They're fourth overall in the league in defense. And 11th against the rush, fourth against the pass. And Tampa's offense is not good, according to the numbers. So uh, their problem is uh, the Falcons cannot afford to turn the ball over. They're minus six in turnover ratio. That's that's not going to get it done. And you saw that with your own eyes, probably. You know, they're, some of the, de- the decision-making they're, they're doing is, is not doing them any favors. So, I, you know, listen, I, I think uh, this is a game that Atlanta can steal because the Bucks are only favored by two and a half at home. So, I saw a Falcons team with a fair amount of talent, and and Ritter, I could eventually see maybe he has a chance to be a middle to back and uh, starter, but uh, that he just completely gave that game away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was tough. Uh, Detroit and Baltimore Lions have won four straight, all by fourteen plus. Where did you have Detroit in your uh, power rankings today on the site? I had him at number two because listen, I mean, I had him at three last week, and then the Niners lost, and then the Eagles lost, and then I didn't like how the Bills looked, and it was just sort of like a process of elimination. I sort and I didn't like what I saw out of the Chiefs. I keep picking on the Chiefs, so I'm like. I mean, they've won four straight by fourteen plus. They're no, they're, yeah. they're they're five and one. They're leading the uh, division. All of America is thankful that uh, Thanksgiving Day, Detroit might not be a complete uh, garbage fire uh, for that game. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't have any problem with, with. I mean, again, as we've talked before, your power rankings are performance of day plus projection. So it's. Yeah. It, 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 what they've done to date, they they certainly have that that argument there. So this game, Ravens come home from uh, London. Detroit is rolling. What do you see? Well, here's the thing: the David Montgomery doesn't look like he's going to play. I mean, it's pretty. I think it's certain. I don't know if they've officially ruled him out, but he's got a rib cartilage thing, and it looks like he's going to miss a little time. So. It's going to be up to Jameer Gibbs. I mean, the Lions uh, used a very high, a first round pick on the guy. So it's going to come in and he's going to have to shoulder the load. And I think they're going to really kind of try to run the ball strong because the Ravens are great with their pass rush, as you know. I mean, they lead the league in sacks with 24. But the Lions offensive line has done a good job, too. And they're going to get tested. And this is the one thing I said about the Lions. They're five and one. Yes. But have they really been tested? Have they played a really good team yet? And I'm going to say the Ravens are the closest they've they've really faced to that. I wouldn't know if I'd call the Ravens elite yet, but they are they are in my top ten, so they're a good team. They're a solid team. Uh, yeah, Ravens have struggled uh, at home actually against playoff teams the last few years. Part of that is when they face those playoff teams of who they've actually had available to play, but still. Uh, uh, this is a uh, roster seemingly all the time. I don't know what they're putting up in the water in Baltimore, but it's, it's ridiculous. But uh, uh, Yeah, it's a it's kind of a litmus test you know, early on. You know, you know uh, I mean, it's kind of funny. I mean, Detroit has played three games on the road, and they've won them all. So, I mean, and they had – and their offense is rolling. I mean, they've had three over three – at least 350 uh, yards of offense in every single game at least 20 points. Uh, this is going to be a tough test. It's going to be an entertaining one. I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, how this one shakes out. And I don't really think that it's going to make a huge, unless the Lions get blown out, I really don't see uh, this, you know, really affecting 
either team's sort of reputation going forward. I, I just think it's going to be a fun matchup and one I'm really looking forward to seeing. Uh, closer to home, Pittsburgh at the Rams for you. Uh, yeah, and the Rams are, are favored by a field goal at home. I mean, again, I've whined about this constantly. This is going to be mainly Steelers fans in, in the crowd. We saw what happened when the Steelers played the Chargers last year in SoFi. It was a very partisan Pittsburgh or Pittsburgh crowd. I expect the same thing. But look, Steelers' offenses, they stink. I mean, they're really bad. I mean, 30th overall, 20th in passing, 27th in uh, – excuse me, 28th in rushing, 27th in passing – uh, their defense actually surprisingly is not much better. I mean, they're 30th overall. Meanwhile, the Rams are playing really, really well. And um, it's going to be about TJ Watt. I mean, if it's going to be a, and how Pittsburgh has been winning a lot of games is their defense usually gets a, you know, some a turnover or some big stop or they, they score. And then Kenny Pickett throws a one big long, makes some big play to, to Pickens or something like that. And then that's how they've been winning their games. And I don't, if they, if they can get turnovers, if they can get short fields and get easy points, they've got a very good chance of winning this game. Uh, I really like the Rams' uh, receiver matchup against the Steelers' secondary. I don't think the Steelers' secondary is any good, especially a corner. Uh, most teams have, have been able to throw all over them. Uh, but, you know, one thing the Steelers will have some players back. Deontay Johnson looks like he's going to play. Pat Frymouth is going to play the tight end. And uh, – yeah, if the Rams don't turn the ball over, I think they're I think they have a really good chance of, of winning and and uh, I'm not saying blow them out, but I think they can win by a touchdown. They, I think they are playing better as a team right now. Uh Chargers at Kansas City, we talked about the Bills and their inconsistent offense. Obviously, it's becoming a story with Kansas City uh for 6 weeks. Uh Chargers, it seems like a game that they really need. Yeah, big time. I mean, this would be this would be a huge, huge game if they can go into KC and steal one. But, you know, I've been making a big deal about how I'm not impressed with Kansas City and I don't think they've looked great and I don't think they've played good. They've played. OK, I need to revise my statement. Their defense has played very well throughout the entire season. Their offense just and I think they're sort of a victim of their past because in the past they could score in bunches and they've looked amazing. And I think subconsciously we're sort of comparing this team to that team. And maybe that's not exactly fair because they, you know, listen, they're fourth in total offense. They're second in the league in yards and yards passing and ninth in scoring. I mean, so what am I complaining about? No, that's, that's a great reminder, you know, uh, right there with their current numbers. Yeah. They might not reach their uh, prior heights, but uh, numbers right now are still pretty good compared to, to anybody and they're finding a way to win. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, they're five and one, and, and I think you know right now they're they're leaning on their defense, which is scary, you know, because their offense is going to figure it out at some point. They always do. Like they'll go on a late season run and they'll play really well and probably be uh, you know have an excellent chance of getting the number one seed. But and they're favored by five and a half at home. And I was in my story, I was kind of saying I like the Chargers. I'm calling my shot. I think I like them to steal this game. But as I was looking more and more at the numbers. The Chiefs also did uh, re-sign Nicole Hardman, who got uh, ditched by the Jets. So they're bringing a familiar face back who knows the offense and knows what to do. Uh, and their defense is going to get even stronger because they got Charles Omanihu back, who was uh, suspended for six games for, uh, you know, uh, for uh, his personal conduct violation. 
and uh, he's he's expected to be active. So their defenses are going to get even stronger. So I think I'm going to go back and uh, I'm going to say the Chiefs are going to take this game, unfortunately, because I'd like to see the Chargers win this one. It would make things very interesting in the AFC West if they did. Game of the week, Sunday night, Miami at Philly. Who do you got? It's funny because uh, I had totally spaced on the fact that this is Tua Tagovailoa versus Jalen Hurts, right? And remember back when Alabama was playing that one national title game, Jalen Hurts got benched and Nick Saban brought in Tua and he took him to the win and they won the game. Yeah. Now these two guys are facing each other again. That's kind of a fun story. It has nothing to do with this game. But, uh, you know, but listen, Tua leads the NFL in passing yards and touchdown passes. If he doesn't get hurt, it's kind of funny. When you look back over the last few years, you see that one guy who eventually wins the MVP sort of explode right in the beginning of the year and just puts up these cartoon numbers. And all of a sudden, then he just keeps going. Jalen Hurts would have won the MVP last year. Patrick Mahomes won it by default because uh, Jalen Hurts got hurt. But if he had not gotten hurt, he would have won that award. And he was doing a lot of the same things that a lot of these, like Lamar Jackson had a year like that. Patrick Mahomes had a year that first year he had a year like that. So... It's two is looking great, but it's just a matter of uh, if I'm Philly, I'm trying to keep the uh, Dolphins offense off the field. And I think they have a really good chance of doing that because they can play ball control. They can grind you out. They can do they can their offensive line can impose their will on their opponent. And Miami's defense is mid, you know, I mean, they're allowing let's see a little over 340 yards per game of offense. So if they I, I expect to see the Eagles really try to. Maybe, you know, not necessarily try to take a lot of big risks and throw deep on them. I think they're going to try to slow it down, keep the Dolphins' offense off the field. And, I, and I, you know, listen, they're at home, and I like it. But this is what a game. It's going to be so much fun to watch. And Sunday night, too, you know. So blow off all your plans. Tell your family they can wait. This is the game you want to watch. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. It's uh, one of the more uh, intriguing matchups so far uh... I do see the game kind of the same way with uh, Philly uh, uh, winning, but uh, I'm curious to see what Miami looks like, uh, uh, both defensively uh, holding up against, you know, Philly's offense hasn't completely rolled this year. They've been, again, we've mentioned it several times, they had a new coordinator kind of settling in, but uh, they have a lot of weapons. I'm kind of interested to see how Miami's defense can hold up against that. And then uh, – you know, it, it's Philly at home. You'd want to see them get that get that win. And Miami, if Miami's able to win there, you know, it's another sign. I got to take the Dolphins a little bit more seriously than maybe I, maybe I completely have. Well, they failed in their first test against a, a big time opponent. They, they got blown out by the Bills. Uh, I'm giving credit that hey, coming back out out from that. They've uh, you know there, there yeah. was some response, and also I guess. Uh, you know, I, I'm now kind of seeing Miami as as the I'm going back and forth each week with, with how I feel about Miami and, and Buffalo. It's like uh, I don't know if the Bills will be able to sustain after the injuries that they had. I still want to feel like with Allen that they're the favorite. But if uh, Miami wins this game, you know, yeah, maybe it's another reevaluation there. Great stuff as always from Sid. And we'll enjoy the games, uh, Ravens in Detroit, uh, opportunity for the Ravens uh, there coming back from London. Sid's going to enjoy uh, you know, all those Pittsburgh fans waving their atrocious little towel in L.A. Yeah. That'll be fun for you. Enjoy that. And uh, we'll be back next week. Take care.